1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is Ifanboy special edition, The Death of Superman.
0: Welcome to our Fanboy Special Edition, The Death of Superman. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I've formed the Animation Brain Trust. Paul Montgomery. Hello, I'm here. And Ryan Haupt. I'm also here. And we're talking about The Death of Superman. Paul, what is this film?
2: Give us the stats. This is the 32nd installment in the DC Universe Animated Original Movies line, and the 11th film in the DC Animated Movie Universe. Wow. So that's that's this cast that's, well, well, well they've done some shuffling. Because if I remember correctly, this, the uh, DC animated movie universe with, these just, with this Justice League started out with Alan Tudyk as Superman? I believe that's correct. And, then and now it's Jerry O'Connell.
0: Who quickly took over, I believe. Yeah. There's going to be spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Please pause the show and come back. And in addition to being the 32nd of these films and the 11th in this line, this is the first remake so now it's
2: it's truly a Hollywood production. We've wrapped around, and this is a remake of the first DC Universe animated original movie, Doomsday, which was a uh, truncated version of the Doomsday storyline. It came and out in two
0: thousand and seven, so we've been doing this for eleven years. Uh huh. That's always the painful math. As Paul said, that movie, Superman Doomsday, was a truncated version. I rewatched it in anticipation of this. I I don't think I've watched it since 2007. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to have a fresh comparison in my head before I watched The Death of Superman. So I watched it the day before I watched The
2: Death of of Superman. Do you remember who played Superman
0: in that? Yes, it's, it's Adam Baldwin.
2: That's right. Okay. Yeah.
0: In a long line of really uninspired voices for Superman. Yeah. He's right in there. It's not a great movie, and what's interesting is that since it's the truncated version, you get, you get the death and the rebirth. The death happens right. 30 minutes into that movie, mm-hmm. and you still have another hour to go, whereas here, you know, you've got the, this is, the death is the full however many minutes this is. I think uh, in this minutes. one,
2: it's almost 30 minutes by the time Doomsday even gets there. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of preamble. Well,
0: let's, we'll talk about that in a second, but real quickly on Super sure. Doomsday, it, it just, there are things that are good about it. Um I mm-hmm. actually it has some ideas. I really liked everything up to the death. You know, it felt very Bruce Tim like. It mm-hmm. you know obviously the obviously the costume designs are better, but quickly falls apart as soon as the death happens and then there's the awful cheekbones that they were experimenting with oh, over right. and over again. Yeah. Which makes Superman look like he was fifty five years old. It's okay, it's not great. Is Lex in that one? Lex is in that. James Marsters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a good Lex. He's a creepy white suited Lex.
2: Yeah, does he have, like, the room where he, like, gets off on, like, beating up a, like, a robot Superman or something? Or, like, Superman yeah, beating him up? Yeah, the thing up?
0: is, he, he's, in that film, the whole reign of Superman, the return of Superman is all, it's not, there's no Superboy, there's no Cyborg Superman, it's just a clone of Superman that Lex has made. Right. And so Lex will right. beat up those
2: clones in that room. I just remember thinking that was kind of an interesting idea, that, like, Lex, like, uh, it's it's kind of insinuated, but, like... Lex kind of gets off on his, on like beating up Superman in this fantasy world with like a (laughs) Superman robot, but also maybe kind of likes getting beat up by Superman too. I don't know.
0: (laughs) And the only, the only other points I'll give it is that Superman does indeed return with a mullet. So.
3: In the black suit. In
0: the black black suit. suit. The
2: cheekbones.
0: Black suited mullet. Yeah. With the cheekbones. But other than that, it's, it's pretty forgettable. I remember enjoying it when I first watched it, but now that we've got the context of 11 years of these films, it's, it's a fairly forgettable film. Anyway, interesting about this one is I didn't do any research on it, so I didn't know who the creative people were behind it, and they don't tell you until the very end. Mm-hmm. Directed by Jake Castarina and Sam Liu, who does, who's done a lot of these films, and surprisingly written by Peter Tomasi, who is a long-time comics writer. I was very surprised to see. And as Paul said... Oh, okay, cool. The regulars are back since this movie features the Justice League very heavily. The only people who are new, I believe, is Rebecca Romaine playing Lois, who is also the wife of Jerry O'Connell, so you have that dynamic going for Superman and Lois. Right. And Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. And then you've got some new Justice Leaguers who we'll talk about in a second. But mostly it's, it's the same cast we've had for the last 11 films of these incontinuity continuity movies. Well,
2: otherwise, like big names like Rosario Dawson yeah. is back as Wonder Woman... I think she's, she's played Wonder Woman more often in these than not. Like, I think it started out with Michelle Monaghan, and then it's quickly yes, switched over out. Yes, you're right. That,
0: that did happen. Yes.
2: Right. She's, she's better.
0: She's better. She's yes. better. Although now, now that you're ingrained with, with Gal Gadot's accented Wonder Woman, you're just like, hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to start off by saying I thought this was fucking terrific. I loved this movie. I could not love it more, unless they changed the Superman suit. Mm. That's my only knock on it. Ryan?
3: I did not.
0: <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> all right. Well, what what did you not like about it, Ryan?
3: Well, so first of all, I watched this when it actually came out while you were uh, on this thing called Vacation. I don't know what one of those is, but uh-huh. it sounds sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've had a little bit of time to gestate on this, and I felt that this was just as
0: forgettable as their original attempt at it. And Wow. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. What, in what, what ways? Well, you should note that this is its somewhat fairly close to the original Superman storyline, which the, the first one wasn't. I like that aspect of it. I think this is In the most relevant way is that, that before Doomsday gets to Metropolis and Superman, he takes out the Justice League, which was a big part of the storyline in the comics. Of course, back then it was the lame Dan Juergens era Justice League with Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Bloodwind and Maxima and people like say, that. Yeah, there was
3: some blood character because it was yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know. I just this didn't, this didn't do a whole lot for me. I'm more excited. I am still looking forward to the next film just because I liked all the little ways that they dropped in hints to the reign of the Superman.
0: Did you watch all the way through the credits? Because there was scenes all the way through the very end of the credits, throughout the credits. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So you just thought yeah. it was boring or what? Yeah, kind of. Was it because you'd already seen this story done before? Maybe. Yeah, just
3: for whatever reason, it didn't really grab me there were scenes like I've seen people even sharing around the scene where they're in the justice league headquarters. It's not the watchtower. I think it's the hall of justice. Yes. And they're having like a little team meeting and it's clearly supposed to be a yuck, yuck laugh a minute. And I'm just like, this is so stilted. And
2: the timing is really bad on that. It, it, I God, it's just that like, as well.
3: it definitely doesn't feel like these people were ever in the same room recording, which I know is just a reality of, of doing a movie like this. I mean, maybe, maybe Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca were in the. No, they movie. weren't.
0: According to the, uh, the feature that I watched. Oh, weird. Yeah.
3: So I don't know. It just the the pacing was awkward and the jokes never quite landed. It was interesting to have a less sure of himself Superman up until towards the very end. I thought the stuff with Ma and Pa Kent was kind of unnecessary. I, I, I don't know. It's just um, I enjoyed Rain Wilson as Lex, but it's just a, sort of a uh, weird interpretation of the character. I, I am looking forward to the next one, but this one... Didn't really do a whole lot. So would me. you put
0: this film below the Suicide Squad movie? Which
3: one? The, Hell the to first one? Oh, the first one? I don't even remember. I would put it below Hell to Pay. I thought Hell to Pay was more fun than this one.
2: Interesting. Paul?
0: Paul? That's a, that's a
2: tricky one because Hell to Pay was kind of – that was an interesting script. There was some really inventive stuff going on, there, so it felt really fresh. Whereas like, I think part of what me and Ryan are feeling is like, there was a previous animated version of this. There's, of course, the comic. There's the bits of it that got into Batman v Superman, whatever, which is a terrible version of this story. But yeah. I think this is like a, 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 pr- a really ambitious movie for them, but I, f- I definitely felt – the constraints of the budget there are scenes that i just wish looked better there's timing stuff that like ryan was talking about with like especially that hall of justice scene with like the flash doing his impression of batman i was like this should really hit but for some reason the timing is just off and the animation is not where it should be all now there's stuff like the like Wonder Woman versus Doomsday, mm-hmm. and then uh, a lot of the stuff with Superman versus Doomsday towards the end, as particularly the bit where they like go uh, out like out of atmosphere, like they go over the clouds into outer space for a bit, mm-hmm. and it's really visually interesting. And they were using the animation like uh, like A Team, whereas there's also stuff like when the sub goes down to find doomsday like whatever this thing is that just landed underwater looks terrible like it just looks really bad it's some of their worst animation so it, it felt like a really mixed bag to me but overall i think it exceeded my expectations for this just because i was kind of like i was kind of unenthused about it going in like okay doomsday again but they did find some some interesting angles like the stuff with clark and lois i think like this is the most i don't know if it always succeeds but this but the stuff about their relationship and also the stuff about uh, alluding to superman and wonder woman's previous relationship mm-hmm. was pretty interesting and made it feel more robust than these movies usually are and it also helped that it had a, a bit longer of a runtime than usual
0: yeah i thought that was i thought the emotional stuff was the The strength to me, everything leading up to when Doomsday arrived made the movie terrific because I it was almost like a really great short Superman film before that. Where Mm -hmm. we, you know, it's been a while since I felt really happy watching Superman portrayed somewhere because I felt like I felt like all the elements were there. Him and Lois were great together, the newsroom stuff was good. I actually really like Jerry O'Connell as Superman here, I think he's grown into the role. Yes, so by the time you realize, oh, right. Doomsday is coming. I was starting to get nervous because I was so happy living in this world. Right. And even though I know what's going to happen, it's still, you don't want to see this world destroyed like it is. And look, no one's more sick of Doomsday than I am. I think they've really, mm-hmm. they've really taken away all of the mystique with, by using him over and over and over and over again. But I was really interested to see this story portrayed, I don't want to say correctly, but in a much better way than it had been before. Even the novelization, which I owned of the Death of Superman, which they put out in the nineties, I think cut out all the Justice League as well. I, I wanted to see that full arc of Doomsday because the reason why, in the, when you read it originally, it was like ninety three or whatever it was when I was in high school, was because he he plowed through everyone else, and so then it felt almost like a video game. You're building to the boss of Superman, but in the right. first film, he just he just shows up. They have a fist fight and they both die. Here, it really really built to it, and the fight was really brutal. And I thought they really handled it really well. I think maybe some of the downsides to the animation you saw was because I think a lot of it, the budget went into the fight, which I think yeah. obviously, obviously no, needed like
2: to. there are definitely you can see the dollars on the screen when they get to that particular bit, and there's also some like like just inventive stuff with the way they use the different Justice League characters mm-hmm. and and Batman and and stuff like that, like different sequences, like there's a there's a bit where. Um, I'm trying to remember if, like, a boat or a car is being thrown Oh, at- the boat, throw a boat at somebody, yeah. And Like, Batman, like, Batman, like, goes down, like, a core. And, like, you know, they-, they show the scale of their powers. Like, I thought it was, it was really cool that they... Like Wonder Woman was like the last one standing until Superman. Like you know Superman yep. is gonna come in. Like if you didn't know how this story ended, uh, we all obviously know how it ends, and it's like right there in the title. Like it's cool that Wonder Woman gets, you know, some great moments. And even then the
0: fight when he subdues her and just pounds her into the ground, I was I was wincing watching it. It was I thought it was really powerful. I you know, these are drawings on my TV of fictional mm-hmm. superheroes, but I felt Real a sense of dread and peril for them,
2: but like when they when they break her hairband, like yeah. her hairband hairband breaks and then like that the sword cool. like breaks, like way, yeah. I was like they're like, you know, they're really going for it, and like she's using the shield and stuff, and like she's just hammering it into his face, and he's just completely unfazed. I love the mo- like it's such a it's a silly thing, but like I love the bits where there's an impact that's so hard it shatters all the glass in the buildings around mm-hmm. them. And I think the score is really good too. There's a like just a really good like moments of triumph, moments of tragedy. The gravitas of the score really worked for me. So I think so I think that was cool. The biggest highlight for me, I would say, is that, uh, and I mentioned this on online. Bibbo's in there, and <laughs> yes. like he's not, like he survives the adaptation fully intact. <laughs> he just shows up and is Bibbo, and like they don't modernize him. They yeah. don't, you know, like contextualize and he's just like this is superman's pal bibbo and he loves superman and they, they, they go to his re- they go to his restaurant and they eat on a barrel and you know he's and he's got the picture with Superman. I, that stuff i loved because you mentioned the novelization i read i believe it's um louise simonson did the junior novelization mm-hmm. so i was a little bit younger so i yeah. read that and i just remember staring at all the um, there were great character portraits in the front mm-hmm. I just love that dramatist persona, and like I wasn't fully familiar with all of the characters at that point. Sure. So I was like, look at all these guys, and like it had the different like the cyborg Superman and like and Superboy and stuff. I was like, oh, look at these guys, and so like that brought me back to that level of excitement from when this was such a huge event, like nationwide when it when the comic came out and the yeah. novels came out.
0: I love the build up to Doomsday, but I also I think once Doomsday arrives, it really takes off from an actual. I mean, the scene where. Martian Manhunter gets knocked into the gas station, it blows up, and he's on fire. Was really, yes, I, I mean, really hard to watch because you know, obviously, knowing he's afraid of fire and he's burning and he's screaming, and it was just, it was like Jesus. I mean, yeah, I thought it had the appropriate level of gravitas and drama to the fight. Uh, one day, maybe Hawkman will get a line in these movies. Yeah. I kept hoping
2: he would say something. It starts getting like uncomfortable because, like, oh, they didn't give him a voice, did they? So, like, he's just kind of cannon fodder. And but then, like, flash grabs his mace. That was and awesome. uses it. Like, so there's like good Justice League like interaction kind of stuff,
0: yeah. man, I love this movie.
3: See, that just made me wonder, why doesn't the flash just always have Hawkman's mace? Why even have Hawkman when you have <laughs> flash?
0: Well, that's the answer to every every question is that. Why is why does anyone else need it with flashes around? It's true. I, I liked Lex a lot. I loved the little nod to the 90s where he's wearing the disguise with the a wig long, and the long hair, long red hair yeah. and the beard. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a weird sort of creepy Lex, but not in like a over the top way. He's you know, Rain Wilson has that sort of edge to him and I thought he I liked his Lex a lot.
2: I like I liked his Lex too. I I think maybe I just felt that there are some of these where I was like uh, some of these movies where I'm into the sort of out of the box kind of experimental casting mm-hmm. that they do, and then other times I just kind of want it to be a little bit more classic. And so I, I, I was kind of like, I wish this was Clancy Brown, or <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: you know, and
2: like, well,
0: it'd it always be better if it was Clancy Brown.
2: Yeah, but I do, I do really, I I like Lex's role in this, where he uh, he goes in in the in the battle suit and it's got the giant Lex face. Like he thinks he has his hero front. moment. He thinks this is he's got be his it. Yet. And And he's like, and I have always been the savior of Metropolis. And then like when Superman saves him, it's a great, it's a great moment the way it's um, portrayed. But then like there's this beat where Lex is like, wait a minute. No. (laughs) And he just screams so like humiliated and angry. Like he would rather have died than Superman save him. I think it's
0: a lot to do with Peter Tomasi. He's not, he's not one of their regular stable of writers. So, mm-hmm. it doesn't really fall into that familiar pattern. I think a lot of the outside of the box characterization stuff and the fun little moments, and you attribute that to him, to someone who, has seen, who is bringing new ideas to, the, to these films, even mm-hmm. if they are mostly nods. It's still, I, I was excited to see he wrote it because it felt very fresh. They've used a lot of the same guys for a lot of these incontinuity ones, and they start, they start to sort of feel very much the same. Mm-hmm. So, I was excited to see that, which unfortunately, from watching the featurette, the, the regular guys are back for the next one. For the second yeah, part of this, the second part, Reign of Superman.
2: Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Like, yeah. I th- like I wish that Peter Tomasi could write the second part of his story. That's yeah. We'll that's get to bad. we'll get to talking about that at the end. But I I I mean I thought this was
0: super fun and it's a great. I thought it was a great Superman movie. I really did think it was a fun. Cat Grant is fun. I thought her relationship with Lois was, was nice. I, I liked pa and Ma Kent being there.
2: You know, being okay, and the, and the, in the, the moment when they. Sh- The moment when they come to the funeral and like they're not allowed in because it's celebrities and yeah, you know, but they like they know how to handle it. Really, but that's it's that's uh, I thought a nice little moment. Like I, there are like emotionally resonant moments in this movie that I feel like most of these features like never even aspire to. Yes, that's what I felt about it as well. So I mean, and and like. While acknowledging that, I think there are, there are moments when it, it definitely misses the mark. And, and, and stuff like the, the comedic beats are, are sort of where it, it doesn't work for me. I, I did really love that they opened the talk about the budget. That was my
0: favorite part of that meeting. Talking about their budget shortfall. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Justice League's budget for shortfall. I liked that. Justice League bureaucracy is my favorite bureaucracy. So they also, we, we mentioned, they, so they, they teased in all of the four... Replacement Superman throughout the film, so we mm-hmm. we meet Hank Henshaw up in space. He's an astronaut whose whose ship gets destroyed by the incoming Doomsday sh- ship asteroid. We see we meet Steel, who is voiced okay. by uh, the guy doing Black Lightning on TV, who's Chris is- Williams. Yes, who's great. And then He's uh, always
2: great, Chris Williams.
0: I'm looking forward to Steel. We see briefly the the clone of, S- of Superman in in Lex's lab who will be Superboy. How do we teach Oh, the Eradicator was Superman's
2: tutor in the ship. What he shows Lois. Oh, so. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then like we see him flying towards the camera and Yeah,
0: and so then throughout the credits you get you see them coming the out. So we see the the clone has left the tube and he grabs a leather jacket. We see John Henry Irons making his steel suit. We see the Eradicator flying towards the camera. We see Cyborg Superman somewhere. I don't remember where. I
3: Cyborg Superman was the one flying towards the camera. We see, yes.
0: I don't know. Yes, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Eradicator was we somewhere see else. We see the Eradicator over the... F- he, fortress, creates, no? he creates the Fortress of Solitude.
2: Right. Which is strange that that is weird. cat uh, one casting bit that I am excited about for the next one. So Hank Henshaw and and you get some stuff in here is Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah, I um, like that. He's he uh, he's a, an awesome actor and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to him playing uh, a really over the top crazy superman clone character. I hope that Superboy's first. Now it's good that he picked up the leather jacket on his <laughs> way out. His next stop must be to go get his ears pierced. Do you want me to break hearts? Because you saw the design for. So the I next saw one. the featurette. Oh, there's good and there's bad. Okay. I didn't see any ear piercing. That doesn't mean there's not one. He's got like a black like jumpsuit or like leotard kind of thing with red piping on it. He does have round yeah.
0: sunglasses though. Yes. Okay. Which is, well, I think the something. most important design element.
2: What's his hair like?
0: It's not quite as '90s floppy. His whole thing for them is that he's sort of like the reality star superhero. Like that's his his in, in his uh, inspiration is. Okay. Know, he's a Kardashian. Oh. Um, so he's you know taking selfies all the time and and that kind of thing, using it to uh. prop up his brand. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. But otherwise, I was. Kind of pleasantly surprised he wasn't that far off the mark. I was worried we'd, we'd get some sort of straight up Superboy kind of thing. Like yeah, like a uh, uh, Young Justice. Yeah, but he's wearing he's wearing a little leather jacket. and He's got round sunglasses, so it's pretty close. Okay. okay. The uh, other unfortunate thing is it's not slated to come out until 2019, right? So this is our last film for the year, which is Aww. strange because we're still in summer. We still have two more seasons to go. I was hoping we get we get it like around December, but I guess not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a fun story. They didn't show anything about Superman in the featurette, so I don't know anything about, about him. But my hope, my fingers-crossed hope, is that he uses this opportunity to to don a new costume, a perhaps mm. more more traditional. You know, like his his rebirth will, will bring him to a more traditional Superman outfit. That was it's a, the, back in the mix. That's There's that, that
2: moment where where my heart sank. Where like you, the first you see of Superman in this movie is his arm coming into frame, and you see that stupid sleeve that goes <laughs> on his hand, <laughs> and it's like, oh right, they're using those costumes. That's a
0: real and, weird dark blue too. Yeah, but I'm hoping this this is the opportunity to be like, let's let's start over as a brighter, happier Superman.
2: He's also quippy in the first scene.
0: I'm I'm okay with. I've always been happy kind of with jokes. I...
2: He was a, but he was a little bit, I don't know. He was like and like talking about like dropping a dude and looks like, like I don't know. Like Superman's a little more polite than that. <laughs> but this is
3: Intergang Paul. Just you can't, just by, you can't mess I know it's inter-gang.
2: I know it's Intergang but yeah. Of apocalyptic technology.
3: It did it was, look like Doomsday's rock came out of a boom tube. I don't know if It did kind of look bad. like
0: that. One of the things I've liked about Doomsday and I I'm saying this hoping it's it's true is that they've never really explained where he came from. At least as anywhere I've ever read in, in the comics.
3: I feel like they have, but it's been read like several have. different times.
0: Nothing I've ever read. I always like that he just sort of appeared. Oh no, there's
2: stuff like because I just I, I remember I don't know why but reading. Yeah, but Connor likes to make his up his Wikipedia own article videos. and like he's like a Kryptonian super soldier, and
0: it also like, helps when I've, send, I've avoided
2: most Doomsday yeah. stories. Okay, yeah, but like if you want that, that's out there. I don't. Um, I don't so just. So just avoid
0: it. I like it better. He's, you know, it's kind of like the expanse. You know, it's like somewhere, some civilization, somewhere out there, fired this weapon at us, and we don't ever know why. Right. It's like
2: Battlestar Galactica before you get to the end. Like, God damn it! Now wish... look at this Wikipedia entry, Paul, and it's ruined for me. there is
3: well there was a follow-up called superman i remember as a kid uh so i also read that roger stern novel connor yeah and then there was a follow-up um called superman doomsday hunter prey and superman got this amazingly 90s mother box armor to to have a rematch with doomsday and it was great (laughs) i loved it
0: so ryan you haven't said much is there anything
3: you liked about it yeah, I mean, you guys are actually, you know, you were hitting the highlights for me, and so I was kind of just uh, letting the conversation roll, but your fervent like, you know, the the fervent liking of this movie has made me wonder if I need to rewatch it, maybe I was just in a mood or something. Um, <laughs> I remember getting interrupted several times, not in a bad way, but like Julie would walk through and see Bibbo on screen and she'd be like, who the hell is that? Like, cause as a character, he doesn't look like he fits, but he's delightful. He's Bibbo Babowski and I have to stop and explain to her and then she rolls her eyes and then I'm like, well, come on. And then, um, I, I liked the sequence with Hank Henshaw. I, having, I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but since you guys did the planetary book, I did go back and reread all of planetary. And so having a fantastic four pastiche in the DC universe is also fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, oh. kind of riffing on that. Yeah. I just, I think that even in the comics, I'm just much more into the reign of the Superman than I am death of. So hmm. I'm just more looking forward to that than I was looking forward to this movie. And i uh, however I felt about this movie, I'm really excited for the next one.
2: Yeah, because I don't, I, don't I don't know what to expect you know, from yeah. the next one. Like, they could do weird things. They could, this is their opportunity to, I don't know. This is technically new because they didn't do the second part of the story in
0: Superman Doomsday. They just had him fight a clone. So we've never right. seen yeah. the Steel and Superboy and Eradicator and Cyborg Superman emerge and what that's going to be like. And it's very much, they set up very much of Lois' story. She's basically the main character. I liked her a lot, so I'm looking forward to that. That's actually going to feel, I think, the thing you're feeling, Paul, where you feel like you've been here before. Maybe you'll get a new feeling now because—or in whenever February when it comes out.
2: Yeah, and I I think there are a lot of moments of that here. So I think I liked it more than I disliked it, but I I wouldn't consider this part, you know, like perfect or or, or even my favorite of these. But I really do want to give them credit for trying some things that they haven't before. Mm Mm-hmm. And going for storylines that are deeper than what they usually typically do. There's a lot of like filling in the blanks that I think we usually have to do with these, like some of the character stuff. And they go for just the more like iconic and and archetypical things. And here, you know, I'm I'm not saying it's like this nuanced novel of a movie, but I think it's I I think it's it's much more ambitious. And and that's the number one word that I, I. come up with for this movie
0: we got about 10 extra minutes and i think that allows you to have scenes a lot more scenes with lois and clark together
2: yeah like it breathes and then they have that like the the bit where um he's there when the the helicopter's on the roof and there's some like nice quieter moments where they just they share a look and that that bit where like they realize okay he's got to go back down there and fight him again he his job's not over he's the last one like the justice league is just down yeah and he's got to go back there. and if he does, he's probably going to die. and that the there are very meaningful looks between he and Lois, and it's just like, man, shit. Like he's got to go back. And, like, we know how this has to go. but, like, why does it have to go this way? And um so I appreciated moments like that
3: well, and in the comics, they had been a couple for quite a while, and she'd known uh, his secret for quite a while yeah. at that point. And so the heartache, while, you know, it's still, terrible to lose somebody you love in a traumatic way here. It's almost like they were just at the beginning of what was going to be this great, amazing relationship. And then it all gets taken away. And I actually think that's more heartbreaking than the way it was done in the comics.
0: I agree. She finally found out who he really was. And then it's all just in time to lose him.
2: Right. And I liked how they handled that moment where he reveals himself to her, and it's just yes. I was like, how are they? How are they gonna do it? And like, so he takes the glasses off, and you so you can fill in the blanks if you want, like say that he like vibrates at a certain frequency or whatever, and that's what disguises his identity. But like, just to see it through her eyes, like it goes back on her, and like you see the sudden shift, you know, and and she's like, oh, oh my god, like you know how like this this all makes sense now, and and then she's like, she talks about the like ethics of it. She's like, yeah. you've written stories about yourself. And he's like, only a
0: couple <laughs> i just like the comic book magic of the glasses you know yeah it's it's like you either buy into that or you don't if you can't buy into it then you shouldn't be reading these comics and it's like i he takes the glasses off he looks at her she looks at him he says look look again and she looks and then she's like oh my god and i love that that sort of leap of comic book logic and, ma- and it just yes. you have to yes. have that joy in your heart i think
2: and, and I always like when people bring that up, like, "Oh, it's so stupid! Like, she's supposed to be this amazing journalist, and she doesn't notice when you know the the glasses and stuff." And that's all it takes, and or or like whatever, or the or those people who say, like, "Oh, he's t- he's too powerful. It's boring." I was like, I always just feel sorry for those yeah. people because, like, it's such a reductive way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, to me, this this is this shows why Superman's so great. It's the self sacrifice. It's the fact that everyone looks up to him, and so they they rely on him. Maybe too much. It just there, everything I love about Superman is in this film, which is I think why partially why I love, loved it so much. I even think the extra time allowed us to have the, the scene with the kid on the bridge, which I think you could have easily cut out, but yeah. a, allowed for a deeper meaning. of you know, he got his time with the Justice League, he got his time with Lois, he got his time with his parents, and then he gets this is sort of the time with the public during the fight. Yeah, you know, you're
2: making me like this more. You're, ma- you know, <laughs> I, I should probably go back and watch it a second time just to like yeah. without my. How are they going to do this and this and this? Goggles on, mm-hmm. like just the just casual, relax and watch this. And I think less of the the nitpicks will bother me because I do I, I do agree. This this is my favorite depiction of of Superman dramatically in a long time. If they it, just had the other suit on, it might have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. There was a lot of Jesus stuff in this that I thought got a little bit heavy handed towards the end. I've always been a bigger fan of the Superman as more the Moses archetype than the Jesus archetype. But, like, in sure. the intergang scene, they're talking about the, the big man upstairs. And then, at the very, you know, towards the very end of the movie, when his oh, disciples literally go to the tomb and the, and the cave is open and the boulder has been pushed away. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, come on. Like, <laughs> was that in the comics? <laughs> that might be directly pulled from the comics. Because yeah, in, in the
0: fight, there was a couple of direct pulls from panels.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, they always do the shot with the cape. Uh, waving. No, I mean like there's there's a she's laying or... on the
0: ground with his one arm up
2: and she's kneeling mm-hmm. the side.
0: But I thought the big man upstairs was that's dark Darkseid.
3: Oh really? I guess, I yeah, because they yeah, they're
0: wearing apocalyptic armor and Cameron. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan
2: was talking about Darkseid. Yeah, yeah but they're looking out Take your for your vitamins. Superman. Pay attention to the man upstairs. Darkseid. Yeah, he's,
0: he. Cameron Manheim gets all of his
2: weapons from from Apocalypse. Well,
3: yeah, I know that. That's why he had a, a mother box and stuff. But yeah. I, I don't know. I. Uh, Does that make we, Superman the devil? I mean, I, I, if your interpretation he, he is fell. correct, which I don't grant that it is, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're talking about looking out for Superman.
0: I, I, I don't agree. But that's fine. That's, it's art. Art allows for disagreement. Of... All right.
3: Yeah.
0: No, no one is right. No one is wrong. Except for Paul and I are right.
2: That's right. Question.
0: And I'm yes. only kind of right. <laughs> no, I mean about, about the dark side reference. Continue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go, Go ahead. On.
3: Is Bibbo's restaurant good? It has great chicken wings. But it's a seafood place.
2: Yeah, but it has great chicken wings. It's, it's really about the atmosphere. It's about the experience. It's,
0: you go for the Superman stories. You go for some cheap beer.
2: It's like medieval times, but <laughs> it's you like...
3: Think it has a good Yelp rating?
2: It better. <laughs> <laughs> I did miss his cauliflower ears.
3: Yeah, you know, that's, be hard. that's gonna be annoying to animate. Yeah,
2: how how yeah. how far do you want to take it? Back? Well, got, you know,
0: like, you get like, the sense that he was like a boxer. You know, he had the cauliflower ears. He, his nose was sort of broken. It, you got the sense that he, right? He, you know, he he could take care of himself. And here he, he, here he was fine. He just I m- I missed that sort of very particular way of portraying his past through his face. He's you know, in, like, in
3: the reign of the superman he also you know puts on a superman t-shirt from that he sold at the at the bar and also tries to clean up his neighborhood much right. less effectively than steel does and i always like that's one of the reasons i love bibbo is that like yeah superman's my guy and if superman's gone i'm gonna i, hope, a t-shirt he, I hope that do scene is in the next film the yeah i hope so too yeah
2: i hope uh, I like i mean bibbo had like a lot like they, they went back to bibbo at the end <laughs> like a lot to I was uh, like, where he like, and he like, he says his Hail Mary. Which I don't know why they chose the Hail Mary, but like he he says he says Hail Mary out by the sea. Superman and, as Jesus. Well, no, I, but I mean, like, why didn't they do like an Our Father? That seems more classic. Like what, like, and then he he says Hail Mary, and then he says, why did you have to take Superman God? Like just like that stuff. Like, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's Catholic school kid me yeah. is like I think Hail Mary is a weird choice.
0: The guy who voiced Bibbo, Charles Halford, was also Chaz in the Constantine TV show,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he was on The Walking Dead and Ages of Shield. He's been in all the comic stuff, Captain Cormac, and Star
2: Wars: The Old Republic video game.
3: Got a good agent if that's his if that's his jam. I
2: liked it. I mean, how can you like? out and out, like hate a movie that has bibbo and ace the bat hound in it like they're both in it like it's like what what more do you need in a movie
3: i always appreciate an ace the bat hound that's that's true and i didn't hate this i just when connor came out you know swinging for the fences saying he loved it i just i didn't back on your heels we've
2: been been doing these for 11 years you should know that this is all about misrepresenting your opinions and (laughs) being hyperbolic about it Trip. There is no middle of the spectrum for you. You either love it or you hate it. And when I say I know, you, I, I have mean to give you a directly, strong, just Ryan.
3: There's only thumbs up and only thumbs down. I get no shades of gray. I'm, I hear you.
2: This is the one, and for me, this is the one place where I, I am centrist. I am, <laughs> I, am, I am not centrist anywhere else except right here on these shows.
0: You're not. So, you, well,
2: We take turns. We take, take turns. turns. I
0: like the Death Superman. You can go to There will be a post for this show. You can tell us what you thought about it. And as I said, Reign of the Superman is the next one, which it says 2019. They, they usually come out about February. I don't think there's a release date yet for it, which is unfortunate. And then we've got a bunch
2: after that. Batman Hush is coming, which, which no oh, one, right. nobody wants. People apparently want it. People were excited, or like at least the headlines led me to believe that. Finally, a hush. People love that story. Do you not, Connor? I don't really
0: care for it. But before that, we got Justice League versus the Fatal Five. I think that's an original one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wonder Woman Bloodlines, whatever that is. They're still trucking. Still trucking. You know, this maybe you want to go back and rewatch the showcase. I missed that. I am so bummed they don't do those anymore. They're great. Those little shorts with the characters they would never give features to.
2: Man, good stuff. Now that they have their own, like, you know streaming network or are going to they're going to wish that they had done more of those to fill some That's true. time slots or something fill some slots
0: and I was actually looking for Doomsday on I think Netflix because they have some of these and it wasn't on there so it will be nice coming at the end of the year when I can just go on there and watch any of these I want at any so you're actually looking
3: forward to the DC streaming service oh yeah least. I already he's I already, already signed, signed
2: up. up like he told me he told me that I was like I bought a year we don't know when it's starting like, yeah. I love that you bought a year and you don't even know when it's coming out I'm ready. I love that they're doing that. they are also like, hey, sign up for a year. When's it gonna start? We don't know. Maybe soon. <laughs> I got like three months free end of the year. Are you sure this wasn't just like a? This is like a dude in a it trench coat came up to you in San Diego I gave and gave him all prepared. my information. Thing?
3: <laughs> well, well, listen, Paul. If Connor signs up, just three friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to yeah. talk to <laughs> it's you guys a, after the it's show. A pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The first streaming pyramid scheme. This so. is the
2: best glorious God-free adaptation to real life ever.
0: <laughs> so go to iFanboy.com. You can talk about the Death of Superman. We'll be back at the Animation Brain Trust for Reign of the Superman sometime in 2019. Of course, we will be back for our regular iFanboy podcast, including the Pick of the Week show, which Josh and I, and sometimes Ryan, and sometimes Paul, and sometimes other people talk about the week's comics. I don't even know when the next special edition show is. I know we're definitely not doing Venom.
3: <laughs> not. Nah, you're just no. The Sony Spider-Man universe doesn't count.
0: I, we, we just don't care. No one cares in the offices. My file with all the movies is some... Oh, here it is. Is uh, the next one would be... I guess it would be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse?
2: Ooh, I'm really excited about
0: Oh, yeah, that looks good. In December some point? So, I'll raise my hand for that one. So we'll be back with our special edition shows. And until then, I'm
2: Connor. I'm Paul.
3: And I'm Ryan. What about Aquaman? When's Aquaman?
2: Right after Spider-Man. What oh, there's the Lego Aquaman? It's already.
0: The candle's blue and the
3: new